Brothers and sisters, as I begin my remarks this morning, I first want to um, testify to you that Sister Cush is a woman of faith, just like those quilt walkers. It has nothing to do with her ability to make beautiful quilts, which she does, but she is a woman of great, great faith. I always marvel at the blessing that it is to gather on Temple Square each week for devotional. And I know that when we come prepared and with a desire to learn, you and I will be taught by the Holy Ghost in important and very personal ways. Devotional should be a time of personal revelation. Now, if you were here last semester, you may remember the video that several students and I made to encourage weekly devotional attendance. It had a little something to do with scooters. If not, you can find it on our website as part of the opening devotional from the fall semester. Well, we have made another one, and uh, we'd like to show it to you this morning, and we included Sister Cush this time. Honey, it's time. <laughs> Start it again because you have to get the whole thing from the very <laughs> beginning. Honey, it's time. you would know what that's about. Um, so truly welcome to devotional and please do your best to assemble, 
and make attendance a part of your weekly personal worship. And isn't it great that the place where we hold our devotional is called the Assembly Hall? I think that's pretty cool. Well, I hope we, and I hope, brothers and sisters, that we all have an appreciation for appropriate and beautiful music. It is powerful, it is moving, it can be motivated or motivating, it can be sacred, and it can bring us great joy. Think of your favorite hymn and how it makes you feel. During our service in Mexico, we sang, Hark All Ye Nations, at the conclusion of every meeting, because we wanted our missionaries to remember what they did and felt as servants of the Lord for the remainder of their lives whenever that hymn was sung. A friend performed a song at our wedding reception, and every time I hear it played, I go back in time. I'm a 22-year-old standing in a reception line with my beautiful new bride in the cultural hall of the chapel where I grew up. Now I recognize there may be some here today that did not have the opportunity to attend primary when you were younger. However, for those who did, my guess is that you still remember many of the songs that you learned. And I would guess that every time you hear one of those songs in your mind's eye, you're back in primary, sitting on little chairs in a wiggly little body or in a chapel somewhere participating in the annual primary sacrament meeting program. Well, I've asked Brother Decker and the choir to help me this morning with one of those primary songs. It is a short four stanza song with only one verse, but it is a declaration of belief. Nine things that every member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints declares. As it is sung, please listen carefully, and please have your journals ready to record any thoughts or impressions that come to your mind. And please listen carefully to the whisperings of the Holy Ghost. After we hear that song, I'm going to ask some of you to help me as we learn together.
I belong to the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I know who I am. I know God's plan. I'll follow him in faith. I believe in the Savior Jesus Christ. I'll honor his name. I'll do what is right. I'll follow his light. His truth I will proclaim. A simple, powerful, and personal declaration of faith. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Decker, and to the choir. Now here's where I am going to invite some of you to help me. I'm going to ask questions that are associated with each of these nine declarations. And I will invite someone to respond to the question. Now this will be an act of faith on your part because you will not know the question before I ask it. It will be an act of faith on my part because I have no idea what the answer is that you will give. But I wish I could call on many of you to answer the questions, but in the interest of time, I can only, answer, I can only ask one uh, person to answer each question. So I am asking for nine faith-filled volunteers, five on this side, four on this side. And as I ask these questions of, of those of you who will respond, I would ask all of you to ask them of yourselves and listen carefully as the Holy Ghost will teach you. So I'm going to just wait here for a minute while hopefully there are nine of you that have faith that are here today that will be willing to answer questions. Okay, we have five here. We need two more on to my left. Okay, I think we're ready. Thank you very much. Okay, we'll start over here. Okay. I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. In the October 2018 General Conference, President Russell M. Nelson taught that the, uh, the church and the world about the correct name of the church. He said, when we omit his name from his church, we are inadvertently removing him as the central focus of our lives. I promise you that if we will do our best to restore the correct name of the church, he whose church this is will pour down his power and blessings upon the heads of the Latter-day Saints the likes of which have never been seen. Now I should also say, brothers and sisters, in the interest of time, you should keep your answers fairly brief. There will be more that you will want to say than we have time. So here is the question. How can following President Nelson's counsel help us have the Savior as the central focus of our lives that we might be the recipients of the power and blessings he promised? Simply by keeping Christ's name within the church and within all things that we talk about, the church and the gospel, we're reminded that he is the center. And when we take him out, we forget. And I've seen that in my own life, just remembering to say the name Jesus Christ has brought him more into my life. Wonderful. Thank you very much. I know who I am. 
The scriptures clearly teach us that God is the father of our spirits and that we are created in his likeness and in his image. So here is the question. What has helped you remember that you are truly a child of God, especially in moments of doubt and difficulty? Um, I think for me, especially while I was on my mission um, and teaching that so much to people and telling them who they were, I think that really had to make me think of who I was and that I was doing his work. And that definitely really did help me a lot to be able to just feel that comfort that he loves me and was wanting me to be able to go and share that knowledge with others. Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much. I know God's plan. The fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ is designed to bring about our immortality and eternal life. It includes the creation, the fall, and the atonement, along with all God-given laws, ordinances, covenants, and doctrines. This plan makes it possible for all people to be exalted and to live forever with God and with the Savior. So here is the question. The Book of Mormon contains the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How has your personal study of the Book of Mormon helped deepen your understanding of Heavenly Father's plan and helped you receive the power of the Savior's atonement in your life? I know when I read through the Book of Mormon super fast, I recognize how many times it just simply says, keep the commandments. And I know that it inspires me, and I know that's important to Heavenly Father if he would say it so many times in this book. And keeping the commandments is the greatest way to grow close to Heavenly Father and be on his covenant path. Okay, thank you. I will follow him in faith. Faith must be centered in Jesus Christ and in our Heavenly Father in order for it to lead a person to salvation. Strong faith is developed by obedience to the gospel of Jesus Christ. President Henry B. Eyring taught that however much faith to obey God we now have, we will need to strengthen it continually and keep it refreshed constantly. Great faith has a short shelf life. So here's the question. What counsel would you give a close friend or family member who says, my faith in Jesus Christ is just not very strong right now? What well, I would say is, like Alma gave his counsel, faith is like a seed, and you have to nourish it, you have to keep it grow. You have to be obedient to the laws. You may not know yet what it's going to happen, but as you work on it, your faith will grow, and you will grow, know that Jesus Christ loves you. Wonderful. Thank you very much. I believe in the Savior Jesus Christ. In the fourth chapter of Mosiah, we read uh, about the people of King Benjamin as they responded to, the, to King Benjamin's powerful address. And it's written, and they viewed themselves in their own carnal state, even less than the dust of the earth. And they all cried aloud with one voice, saying, Oh, have mercy, and apply the atoning blood of Christ, that we may receive forgiveness for our sins, and our hearts may be purified. 
For we believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it came to pass that after they had spoken these words, the Spirit of the Lord came upon them, and they were filled with joy, having received a remission of their sins and having peace of conscience. Here is the question. How can having a belief in Jesus Christ give us courage to repent and seek forgiveness of our sins? I would have to say that um, knowing that he has gone through what I've gone through and that he understands perfectly of everything that's happened in my life, of the mistakes I've made, of what's happened, that I have been able to turn to him because of he gives that repentance and that I'm able to be forgiven of my sins and to be able to become whole. Thank you. I'll honor his name. As we entered the waters of baptism, we did so taking upon us the name of Jesus Christ with a covenant and a promise to keep his commandments and to always remember him. Here is the question. How does worthily partaking of the sacrament each week strengthen you to always remember Christ and live in such a way that you honor and respect his name. To partake of the sacrament meeting every Sunday uh, made me to remember the sacrifice that he did for me. Such a, grand, a great sacrifice that he did someone that I haven't seen. Um, I cannot believe that someone could love me in that way, that give me the opportunity to try again and to remember that someone can do that for me, I will honor forever his name. Thank you. I'll do what is right. Samuel the Lamanite taught that ye are free. Ye are permitted to act for yourselves, for behold, God hath made you free. He hath given unto you that ye might know good from evil and he hath given unto you that ye might choose. So here's the question. A commitment to do what is right every single day is a choice that we make every single day. What have you learned about the blessing of moral agency as you have exercised it righteously to make good choices? <clears throat> Um, so in my personal uh, example, so growing up, I would uh, always have these problems where I would want to control others. But then uh, as soon as I read the like war in heaven or whatever, it, like there was the Lord's plan to let us have agency and there was uh, Lucifer's plan to force everybody to be righteous. So hearing that kind of helped me with agency and then doing service uh, with that has um, just shown me, again, the, the blessings of agency and how to use it wisely. Thank you. I don't know. Thank you. I'll follow his light. 
Elder David A. Bednar has taught about light and revelation and likened it to the light that comes as we turn on a light switch in a dark room or the light which gradually comes as the sun rises in the morning. Spiritual light and revelation can also come in these two ways. Most of the time, this light of revelation comes gradually and almost imperceptibly. This phrase of the song is a promise to follow the light of revelation that comes. So what are important things that we should avoid? And what are important things that we should do to make certain the clear light of revelation is present in our lives each and every day? Well, I think we need to surround ourselves in places that light can be. If you're trying to read a book, you don't go find a dark room and open it up. You need to be somewhere where light can be, where that, that will allow you to receive that revelation and to be able to improve yourself and help others improve, to have good friends, good examples, and good leaders to look up to and for guidance and for an example. Okay, thank you. Last question. His truth I will proclaim. On New Year's Day, President Nelson extended a special invitation to all members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He said, we invite you to be a major part of sharing the message of the ongoing restoration of the Savior's gospel. You can start today by acting on the invitations I extended to you at last General Conference to immerse yourselves in the glorious light of the restoration. So Isaac, here's the question. Besides being a great example of a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ every day, what would you say to help us each follow the invitation to our prophet? I would say have courage to do it. Um, seek to follow the promptings of the Holy Ghost, and when you receive them, just do it. Because I think that's the main issue with most people that want to preach the gospel but doesn't do it, don't do it. I think we just need to have, increase our faith to act and do it. Okay, thank you. Brothers and sisters, this primary song is simple and powerful. The gospel, as we strive to live it, may not seem so simple but the things that we can experience in our lives are powerful as we do so. I testify that as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we know who we are. We know God's plan. We can follow Him with faith I know that we gather this morning as believers in Jesus Christ to honor his name, to do what is right, to follow the light that is given to each and every one of us through the gift of the Holy Ghost, and to proclaim his truth as we have opportunity to do so by example and by word and by deed. I testify that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the only true and living church on the face of the earth. And we are blessed to know these things. They are true. I so witness and testify in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.